Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, Mum to Amandine and Elwood. If you are new here, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life as a mum of two. Sharing all the highs and all the lows, not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, experts in their fields, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in Mum Talk to be honest, real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments. Wherever you may be, thank you for listening and being part of today's conversation. You all know how much we love our cheeky wipes and how effective they are at getting little squishy bums nice and clean, all whilst knowing that we aren't adding piles of disposable wipes to landfill. Did you also know about their huge range of pads and pants designed for periods, postpartum bleeding and incontinence, as well as for daily use instead of a disposable liner? Their period pants have been designed with four layers of absorbency, so are perfect for your yoga class, hit session, run, whatever you're doing to keep yourself fit and strong throughout your pregnancy. With a range of styles and materials, you'll find your favourite, and I'm sure you'll find them so comfy, they will become your go-to pants. How lovely to not have to worry about a sticky pad that may move, will definitely rub and chafe, and you don't have to throw away. When you change them, a quick rinse or soak and a machine wash on 30 and they're ready to wear again. Cheeky Wipes even have the most gorgeous wet bags to be able to take the pants and pads out with you and they have just restocked with some new patterns. Have a look at the full range at CheekyWipes.com Holly, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast you are also known as the Pilates PT and, of course, founder of The Bump Plan. So welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. This is 100% my favorite topic. I could talk all day about it, but I'll keep it I'll keep it short. We don't have all day today, but there's lots of helpful information out there. Fantastic. So Holly is coming on to chat to us all about fitness in pregnancy today. So let's start off by talking about fitness in pregnancy and what we can realistically be expecting from our bodies and of course you know as I've just um, said before we started you know it depends on how much exercise we've been doing previously before being pregnant and how our pregnancy is going so if you could share with us just a little bit around fitness in pregnancy as in general of course I think traditionally women were often told during pregnancy rest put your feet up don't too much don't do too much don't lift too heavy and actually uh, that advice while you know very well-meaning it's not very helpful at all because we know that physical activity in general is really really important vital for our physical and mental health and actually during pregnancy it almost becomes even more important so what we should be encouraging women to do is actually stay as physically active as possible during their pregnancy and in an ideal world what we really be looking at is that there wouldn't be a huge amount of change to a woman's physical activity before pregnancy compared to during pregnancy but obviously there are lots of changes happening in the body during pregnancy and there will be some considerations that need to be made but the benefits to staying physically active during pregnancy are vast um, but there's things like you know reducing your risk of um, preeclampsia reducing your risk of gestational diabetes, you know, controlling weight gain during pregnancy, boosting mental health. You know, there are so many proven benefits. That's the first thing to say. So 
really the guidelines, the current guidelines from the UK chief medical officer are quite similar to just the general adult population. So during your pregnancy, what you should be aiming for is at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity per week. And when we say physical activity, we we use that term because that means anything that gets your heart rate slightly raised um, and has a, an effect on your cardiovascular and strength fitness. Um, so that could be walking the dog, swimming, sex. Whereas when we use the word exercise, you know, we often think of going to a Pilates class mm. or going to a yoga class. That's quite limiting. So it's 150 minutes of physical activity per week and it's moderate intensity. And I think sometimes that's what throws pregnant women because we're not always 100% sure what moderate intensity means. If we think of a scale of one to 10, one being no intensity. So sat on the sofa, watching Bake Off and 10 is maximum intensity. It's you at the end of a marathon before you were pregnant. Moderate intensity would sit somewhere around a kind of six or seven. And so you're not pushing yourself so hard that you can't talk, um, but you definitely feel that your heart rate's elevated. You feel that you're being challenged, but you could still have a conversation. So we also call that a talk test. You know, you can mm. test that you can talk. So that's what moderate intensity is. So we can then also see that, you know, things like walking the dog at a fast pace might get you to that moderate intensity level. And in amongst that 150 minutes, ideally, we would want sort of two workouts or two types of physical activity that were strength based. Um, you know, whether that's using a resistance band to do some arm work or whether that's lifting weights, you know, whatever floats your boat. But uh, essentially, that's what you would want a typical week to look like. And that doesn't have to be built up of hour long sessions, it can be built up in chunks of 10 minutes. So, you know, you could do two 10 minute walks a day. Um, but the key really is to keep your body moving as much as you can uh, throughout pregnancy. Obviously, there are uh, considerations around that. This is for healthy individuals who have an uncomplicated pregnancy. Mm. So most women will have been alerted by a GP or a midwife if they have a health condition that might mean that they can't move their bodies the way that others can. Um, but what we call that, uh, those are contraindications. So contraindications to exercise fall into absolute contraindications and relative contraindications. And absolute contraindications mean you, you have a, a health condition where potentially the risks of exercising during pregnancy outweigh the benefits of exercising during pregnancy. And so you would normally be told not to exercise during uh, pregnancy. Relative contraindications, it's more that um, really, you just want to double check with your doctor or your GP uh, that they are happy for you and that the benefits outweigh the risks. So it tends to fall into those two lists of contraindications. Um, but otherwise, if you're healthy, you're having an uncomplicated pregnancy, those guidelines really do apply to you. Mm. And of course, it's so important to listen to our own bodies. So with advice from outside as well, but also really just tuning into where we're, we're at with our pregnancy and how confident we are and how you know, how we feel. Some days, I know when I was pregnant, I felt like 10 minute walks were great. But other days, all I wanted to do was lie on the sofa and not move. And that's okay too, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think that the advice, listen to your body is so, so vital. But I also know that we live in a world where we're so reliant on checking our um, 
watches to tell us what our heart rate is, checking our phones to know when we're next due on our period. And so actually what I find in studio is I'll ask clients when they when they first start coming to see me, um, you know, during an exercise, I'll say, where are you on a scale of one to 10? And they'll be like, um, I, I don't know. And I'll say, well, just put a number on it. You know, is it a five? Is it a 10? And they'll say, oh, oh gosh, I, I, I just don't know. And they really struggle. We're quite disconnected from the head to the body. We're so used to other things giving us that information. But actually, I find that with pregnant clients, they're a little bit better at recognizing signs, symptoms, recognizing how they're feeling, because we're so used to checking in, feeling kicks, you know, looking at our bumps, all of that lot. So I think pregnancy is a great time to get used to listening to your body. But I know that for some people that advice just doesn't always work. Um, And so giving guidelines is why sometimes just spelling it out can be really helpful for people. This week, I'm really excited to tell you all about Tinto, the app for free motherhood support that's personalized to you and your baby. There's no one size fits all when it comes to parenting advice, and that's what the app's all about. Tinto takes the time to get to know you and your needs with a personality questionnaire when you first sign up, and by regularly checking in on all aspects of your well-being. When you ask a question on the app, Tinto only puts you in touch with like-minded mums who are at a similar stage. That way, the advice you get is always useful and always supportive. I love that if you need more specialised advice, there are plenty of experts on hand that you can chat to for free, including midwives, sleep and feeding specialists and physiotherapists. On a mission to make sure that all women thrive in motherhood, Tinto is the perfect support system in your pocket. For support that's tailored to you at every step, head to the App Store or Google Play Store and download Tinto for free. So what is safe for everybody you know I know you've just mentioned about walking and etc etc but if I had say never I was pregnant and I'd say never done yoga before or pilates before is that still okay to go and start a specific pregnancy pilates or yoga class yeah so again traditionally we basically we've learned a huge amount about staying active during pregnancy in probably the last five years there's some incredible researchers out there some incredible charities like the active pregnancy foundation who are making massive waves and when we started the bump plan you know there was not much competition at all it was a very dry market um but we've learned an awful lot over over the last few years traditionally we would say to people if you didn't exercise pre-pregnancy or if you didn't swim pre-pregnancy don't swim during but actually again we know that that's cutting off so many benefits and actually there wasn't really any evidence to back that up so now the guidelines are if you weren't active before pregnancy start gradually but definitely start so starting gradually might look like um, 20 minute workouts rather than 30 minute workouts and at a lower intensity and building up to that moderate intensity and building up to 150 minutes a week. So you definitely can start and it's not really restrictive. You know, as long as it's something that is safe during pregnancy, it is safe for you, whether you did it before or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously prenatal specific classes are very helpful because they're not having to tailor them for regular population and then pregnant women and postnatal women. Um, but in general, you know, we do want women to keep doing what they did before with just some, co- some considerations. And I, 
I'd imagine your next question is probably going to be like, are there things that we definitely can't do? Yeah, I'm a real um, advocate for saying what pregnant women can do, because for so long we've been told what we can't do. And that's really frustrating and, and limiting. But it's um, there are some quite obvious things, I, I think, like don't bump the bump. So things like contact sports like rugby or where there's a high risk of falling, like riding a horse, you know, they, it might be best to swap those out for something that's less impactful. Um, lying on your back after about week 16 is not necessarily ideal for too long because uh, it, when you're lying on your back, you know, your uterus is quite heavy and it can start to press on some quite important arteries and veins, which can make you feel very lightheaded and, and quite unwell. So lying on your back, you know, you kind of have to tweak that a bit, go on to incline instead. Um, in your first trimester, just not getting too hot. So, you know, things like hot yoga, hot Pilates, probably not ideal. Um, but in general, uh, you know, most of the research is into moderate intensity. So as long as we're not going up into that really high intensity uh, exercise, um, they, you know, that most things are pretty safe. Mm. And one thing I was going to add to your previous point about, you know, workouts, et cetera. I think it's really important to note also that if this is perhaps your second pregnancy or third pregnancy and you already have a toddler or, you know, a, a, a young one, every day can feel like you're working out, can't it? You know, I went yesterday um, up onto uh, a beautiful forest and into a beautiful forest with my toddler and she was riding her bike. I was pushing the buggy, but good job I had my sneakers on because I was running with the buggy to keep up with her. This was not planned, but you know, that was essentially a workout of sorts and, you know, lifting my toddler and lifting my, um, well, now it's almost a year old and lifting the buggy in and out of the car, that's strength training in a way, isn't it? In its own form that we don't, we don't need to underestimate or get to the end of the day and think, oh, I've done nothing when actually we've done a lot. <laughs> Yeah. And it's incredibly functional as well. Mm -hmm. You know, what you were doing is almost the perfect type of functional training for a parent. Um, and so it, it's important to consider that, I think, as well, when you're pregnant, particularly if it is your first child, think about trying to do physical activity that might prepare you for the demands of, mm -hmm. of parenting, because it is seat carrying. Work. Car seats, why are they so heavy? They're so much heavier than your actual baby, you know, and they're awkward. We're carrying um we're carrying car seats in one hand, you know. So thinking about trying to include exercises if you can that are unilateral, where you're just training one arm and you're having to stabilize your trunk. And you know, that's that that's really why prenatal classes can be really helpful. For example, with the bump plan, you know, all of the workouts are based around getting you strong for labor and parenting. Mm. So that's just something to keep in mind if you have the luxury of being able to choose the type of physical activity you're going to do maybe think about what's going to help you when you have a baby mm, absolutely so is there anything else that you would like to share to listeners right now that you think we might have missed off in our general questions um, before we come to an end of this podcast no, I think, I think they're the main things. 150 minutes, moderate intensity, just double check there's no contraindications, you know, work with your GP or your midwife. Really, we should all be working together to keep pregnant women active. And also, you know, we think there's around 75% of pregnant women are not meeting those current guidelines at the moment. So that's an awful lot of women who either are choosing not to exercise because they don't want to, which is fine, or they don't think they're allowed. And I think we all just collectively need to shout that you can still move your body during 
pregnancy, it will set you up for a really, really smooth uh, postnatal recovery. Um, and you don't need to be scared of movement. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot that you can do. Well, thank you so, so much, Holly, for joining me on today's podcast. We're going to welcome you back in a few weeks or to talk about postnatal fitness. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Huge thank you to Holly for popping on the podcast to talk to us briefly about fitness in pregnancy. I hope you found that helpful if you are newly pregnant or navigating your pregnancy and you're on your journey and just wondering what on earth you can do to stay fit and stay strong and prepare for birth. Holly is coming back on the podcast later in the series to talk to us about postnatal fitness, a little bit more of a grey area, but the conversation we've had is a really interesting one, so I hope you'll tune back in for that. Thank you so much for listening once again. I will catch up with you all next week. If you have a moment, please do rate and review. It really does help to get the podcast out there. Share it with your friends, your family, mum friends, dad friends, whoever it might be. Um, I would really appreciate it. It helps for others to be able feel supported by our community if you're not yet following do make sure you're following over at mum talk podcast instagram share lots on there and see you next week bye